You think I should already? It's. Uh, I think you should just. Uh, yeah, just press the button and we'll just see what happens. So figure the rest out. Oh, hey, there we are. All right, let's go for <laughs> it, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, for those who are with us, thank you for being with us. This is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike the Lashmut, and of course, my buddy here, friends for life, Mr. Miles Hall. We've been through a lot, man. I know we have. I know we were just talking about it, man. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, though. I'll tell you that much. I'll try to think about the first time, fifteen years, most over over fifteen years now. Uh, fifteen years we've been doing dumb stuff and been behind each other through both of those both of those things all those all those years of just bad choices so. we have we have definitely enabled spent 15 years enabling each other to make bad financial decisions for damn sure yeah. to the like, end what are friends the, for yeah exactly to the bitter to, pour in to the wheels fall off you know that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right cool, what do we man. got on today's show all right guys uh Oh, man. Again, uh, this is episode 73, and on this episode, Nissan files a patent for a new airless tire. Also, uh, Nissan Design Europe unveils a concept hatchback to commemorate their 20 years at their facility in London. Uh, and later, we're going to feature an awesome documentary uh, Miles and I, uh, Miles recommended regarding the world of lemons endurance racing and it included quite a few nissan cameos got us thinking about it so we're gonna go ahead and talk about that later honestly i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh let's go ahead and just get into it man (laughs) sure let's go for it to cover this time so at least we're getting back to our normal schedule we're getting back to doing this by 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 monthly so every two Uh, weeks so every two weeks and you're right you know our last episode was two weeks ago but you're right as we've been preparing for the show we have so much content to share this time around it's it's crazy that how much there is how much and we got interviews that we've been prepping forever and that we need to start uh, launching to as well and as seasons start slowing down with race uh, racing if we can start getting some of those folks to kind of come in talk about particular events their experiences from last year what they're hoping to take into the next seasons um so uh again continue to stick with us because we are going to go ahead and try to plan to give you some pretty nice interviews as we wrap up uh, the 2023 and into 2024. So, um, on that note, it's obviously been about two weeks. I still haven't seen you in the flesh in a hot minute, but, um, what have you kind of been up to as of late? So for me lately, man, um, as far as Nissan things go, uh, I did clean out my garage. I feel so much better having cleaned the car out, uh, the garage out and, uh, it's not as big of it's not as hard to walk through it. it you, you clear the area you clear the mind it kind of gets you refocused and and motivated to to uh continue with the number of projects or with the project car so that's that's one thing um the second thing in the last two weeks man honestly man i want to thank you for this because you really had my back man you were helping me out um 
keeping an eye out for me. And um, what it is, man, is you knew that I needed just the, the H-pipe section of uh, my HKS exhaust. <laughs> Which is a rare, I mean, you can buy the whole exhaust, but it is getting a rarer exhaust to find. Back yeah. in the, you know, uh, and especially to find just one section of it, that's mm. a pretty hard sell. Like, cause you don't want to go and buy the thousand dollar kit, you know, but to be able to find a section of it. Yeah. I remember, yeah. um, I just remember yours being completely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. So we, there was a cruise out in the hill country, uh, uh not too long ago. And it was my first ride out with the right hand drive Z at the time. <laughs> and you know, I had, it's got the adjustable coilovers. I, you know, lesson learned, I just had the car dropped lower than I should have, uh, bottomed out, uh, on a cattle guard, you know, the, the whole little pipes, you know, sure. and you know, I've had this, I, I gotta say though, I've always been a fan of the HKS exhaust for the 300 ZX as I'm getting older, yeah, it's getting a little louder, but I still love the look of it. You know, it just reminds me of my first Z, which also had the HKS, but that being said, you know, I had this awesome mint example of an hks exhaust the complete set and when i went over and i bottomed out i i i'm surprised i didn't rip the exhaust out from underneath the car i'm talking you know the resonators specifically on that h pipe was like a i remember you know, it was a move back about be. about three inches back yeah i remember that so it i don't was, know why uh, i it's weird like some people remember like I don't know, NBA player stats and all that. <laughs> I remember all, all the stuff my friends break. And I'm like, if I ever see it, usually what I do is a, you get a 50. If you're a friend of me, you have the 50, 50 chance that I'm going to send you some weird meme at 2 AM. Yeah. Or it's going to be a car part that I'm like, Hey, you've been looking for this forever. Buy it. No questions asked. And I said it to you because all I do all, all night is shop for memes and shop yep. for car parts for friends. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. That's my life. But and you fun. found the best example anybody can find. I won't lie, man, because let me go ahead and just recap it because it's a Friday night and I get a text that says, right. uh, no, no, I think you called me. You said, hey, I'm sending you something. Don't even think about it. Just buy it. And yeah. I need, at that point, I still didn't know what it was. And then you sent me the link and it was a brand new HKS uh, H pipe resonated H pipe. And I mean, whoever had it, um, obviously didn't want it. He had their own plans for the exhaust mm -hmm. and this was extra to them. And, uh, sure enough, man. And honestly, to my opinion, it was priced so low, dude, I thought it was a scam. I'm like, this is too good to be true. I remember. And that's why you said, don't ask questions. And I started looking into it. It was through the Facebook marketplace. It's protected. I was like, you know what? It's worth a shot. It's worth the risk. I could probably get my money back if something happens. Sure I should enough, have just bought it for you and not said anything and given it to oh. you Christmas. But then I didn't want to pay for your exhaust. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but yeah, there's yeah. A, this there's is a all, price. There's a uh, price point and a yeah a series of of drama drama that I'm like, oh, maybe I can just cut this off. So there is a point for sure, man. And again, it was <laughs> still a good price, but not cheap, you know. And um, brand yeah, new, man. I, I came in, I was at my front doorstep just uh, like two days ago, cool. and I've got it now. And I just, I feel complete again. So once that car's running again, it's complete. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's so good. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, you know me, I'm always on the hunt. But, uh, as far as me, what I've been Speaking, up to. Yeah, you, you mentioned the hunt as well. Well, I mean, the one thing about me is I live down the street from a pick and pull or a junkyard that I've been going to, Jesus, since I was a teen 
And uh, you and I frequent there a lot, but we from do. time to time, they have a lot of Zs and Nissans that kind of end up there. And I go and just kind of fill my coffers and my my inventory blanks that I have in the garage of like parts. And I mean, it's nothing for me to go out there, spend two hours and grab nuts and bolts, like, you know, eight pounds or 10 pounds worth of nuts and bolts yep. and like specialty brackets. And then I clean them up and I, I either plate them or I just keep them in storage or rare sensors that are just kind of going out of stock um, in Nissan dealer inventory. So it's like, you got to hunt for the stuff. Anyway, and getting, uh, a little harder to find too. The older Some stuff, they get. depending on what you're kind of hunting for, like 240 stuff, uh, SX, S30 stuff, Z32 stuff, um, mm-hmm. any of the old Nissan truck stuff from the 80s and the 90s. I'm usually kind of hunting for Xterra Frontier stuff, um, you know, just kind of whatever. Um, and I was out there and I got a ping and it said, hey, a car that you frequent um, is out there. And it just choked. So it happens there was a new 300ZX Z32 out there standard which is a rarity yeah okay and i was like all right this thing's probably already been picked clean or it's upside down still on fire typically they haven't even put it out and so i went out there and the whole car was pretty damn near complete um somebody had gotten to a couple small things and you know that's the only problem with putting a seven pick and pull somebody like oh i don't know how to take the door cards off i better use a chainsaw it's like You're like, so no! it's like, it's like, Jesus Christ, that would have been perfect if, if you yeah. would have just known how to take it off. Anyway, the transmission was still in there. So I ended up um, taking like I, I the truck. I still have all the extensions and the swivels and my Z32 and Nissan tools. Survival so I, kit. I broke it out and I, I got on my back in the rocks and I pulled a, a transmission like on the right. And when I say rocks, it's not pebbles. This is not like wine country granite that you walk upon (laughs) this is just straight up shards and like old rusty bolts that are just like poking in your back while you drop 300 plus pounds on your chest Mm -hmm. i did that and um and it's funny people kept coming up to me hey man can i borrow a screwdriver and a phillips head and i'm like i'm i'm (laughs) under here like the like the the wicked witch of the east and you know my feet are about to curl up after this transmission falls on my skull and so I, I pull it and then the time it took me to pull a transmission, which was, you know, about maybe 30, 45 minutes. It really, you know, I took my time yeah. and then it was uncomfortable. I laid out a series of like floor mats from other, other, from other cars, cars so I could yeah. like half level the ground off mm-hmm. and the, the radiator spillage and the oil spillage and whatever fluids are underneath uh, that level, that base level. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I pulled an entire transmission in the time it took like one other couple that was next to me to pull a speaker. Oh wow! And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Uh, anyway, yeah. that's just me. I, but I, I went through the whole car and I like took all my goodies that I'm always hunting for, which is like yeah. ABS connectors. Uh, oh, good. Starting yeah. relays. I pulled the transmission. I pulled. The hell? Uh, front sway bar I needed it was an aftermarket one the headers were like a set of still in headers i got Those it all for hard. like yeah. i got it all for like 310 bucks yeah. dude you got a that's a hell of a hell of a bargain dude but i was sore the next day like i am getting old or the fact it was just i was doing it on the the back of a, yeah. a knife edge in my back the whole time <laughs> i was tired I, I do want to say one thing, though, because I'm glad that you found a Z that was nearly complete, because that is hard sure. to find. 
to be one of the first guys out there. But mm-hmm. I always, what I realized along the way is that the 240SX guys and the Z32 guys, you know, they're friends. You get along, you know, until you get into the junkyard. And that's when you're fighting over mass airflow sensors, transmissions, differentials, calipers, because they're always upgrading the 240SX with the Z32 parts. At least they, you know, uh, within the last 15, 20, 20 years, you know. Yeah. I was an uh, S13 guy for a while. I mean, uh, and, and I love them. It's just that they, they drift taxed themselves out of what I wanted for them anymore. I mean, I could have kept it, but I got to the point where it's like, eh, people offer me crazy amounts of money for the car, so I just sold it. But it's funny. I remember when I was in that world, I saw a meme a long time ago, and it says, what I see when I see a 300ZX, and it just, and it, like, blurred out everything else, and it was just the math, the brakes. <laughs> like, everything that you, like, you instantly have to steal off those cars, you know, in the junkyards or in that setting, or when you see a parts listing come up on Craigslist and Marketplace early on. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, well, let's go ahead and move on here, man. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. And uh, before we do, let's go ahead and acknowledge you guys that are with us online. Uh, we see you. Uh, we can see you on our end, a uh, number of you guys that are with us. And uh, if you if you would like to at any time share your feedback, your experiences or stories uh, with us during the show, you can do so in the comment section. We can see you. And if, uh, we typically like to uh, share a few of y'all's comments along the way. So feel free and uh, interact with us as we go. Uh, Miles, you got the con pie, man. That's the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, actually, before we go ahead and get into it, we do want to get a couple of little birthday shout outs. Um, a happy birthday to Chris Wiles. Um, it was actually last week of September for him. Um, I don't know. Do you have a photo for him, Mike? Yeah. So Chris Wiles, for those that don't know uh, Mr. Wells, he's actually the author of the famous Electromotive book, the Developing a Champion, the Electro Electromotive Nissan GTP story, which if you don't have it, you need it. Um, he was actually a Zcon special guest as of recently. If you're interested in the book and you want to check that out, you can actually check it out at Chris Wiles Auto Racing backslash about. And you can order the book through his site, or you can check out uh, WilesEngineering.com. But yeah, me and by, me and Mike cool. both um, own that. We've actually reached out to him, and yep. we actually need to have him on the show too, as well. So yeah. I just wanted to give him a shout out and a uh, happy belated birthday to him. Awesome guy, man. Very down to earth. Uh, this was his. This last Zcon was his first Zcon. Uh, really? with us and uh <clears throat> great time you know um he had a great tech talk uh that's what really got me to want to get the book that he that that, that book we're talking about and i'm not talking the, the paperback i'm talking like, the full hardcover book you know uh, amazing information a lot of us personal stories out of it um and uh, yeah he signed it you know this very down to earth type of guy and uh yeah I, I hope that uh we should have somewhat of a a uh, interview with him uh, in the future. Um, also, want to give out another happy birthday. This one coming up this weekend uh, to a uh, Nissan Nerd Podcast listener turned uh, interview guest. Uh, and for me, man, turned girlfriend here, man, Miss Haley Myers, uh, celebrating a birthday this weekend. As you can see here, the uh, proud owner and race driver of a R35 GTR and the Spec Z. Uh, 350Z, uh, otherwise known as the Queen of Coda. That is uh, pretty much her backyard. 
competing uh, super lap battle, one of them for example. Uh, and of course, right. very much involved in really motorsports and Nissan all her life. So I want to give her a big shout out saying happy birthday and uh, uh, many more to come, you know. Very good. <laughs> well, happy birthday to Haley. Uh, we always love hanging out with her when we see her. Um, so let's give a salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and those we've lost. May we be reminded of them often. So let's do it, guys. Gone by. Join us. All right. So let's go ahead and go into Nissan news here. Um, the Nissan news for the Nissan Nerd podcast consists um, of where we scour the internet and we share an article that we like regarding Nissan, Dots, and Infinity, Infinity News. Um, articles are typically sourced from official newsrooms and from media outlets at large. Um, first up, Mike, I think it's you with your uh, Nissan design, right? That's true. Uh, let me share with you the guys uh, the headline here. This comes from the Nissan News uh, Media Room. Uh, global media room and of course a number of third-party um, uh, automotive sites um, let's see what we got here there we go uh, Nissan Design Europe is celebrating 20 years at their facility in, in London and one way that they are commemorating 20 years is with a uh, a what they call the 20-23 concept car and for those who are with us on YouTube, I'm sure you can see the picture with us. Uh, we'll share, go ahead and share this some more. Uh, this is a um, non-functioning full-size clay model uh, of the car. Uh, it was revealed by Nissan CEO Yuchida himself uh, at the commemoration uh, in London. And uh, this, this hatch was uh, essentially designed by a group of their young designers uh, from the design facility uh, in London. Uh, they were tasked with designing a car that would do best for modern urban living. Uh, and they were given no constraints whatsoever either. So uh, that being said, uh, they've selected what you see here, which is what you might consider the hot hatch configuration. Uh, and uh, from the articles, which we'll share in the show notes, uh, links to those articles, uh, the design was inspired by Nissan's involvement with Formula E and also modern-day sim racing. Um, I'm going to go through a few of these photos, man. Let's go ahead and just take a look at them. Let's, let me know what you think. Uh, first up here, of course, you can see the massive arrow work, the over-fenders, the ducting. Um, None of this has to do with powertrain, what it is. It's purely just exterior uh, and some interior for this point, though. But, uh, of course, you see the major ducting here uh, over the fenders. Uh, you've got um, uh, what else we got here? The, the These LED headlights and taillights. Uh, I'll share a picture here in a second. Um, let's go with this one. This next picture, man. Lambo doors, man. When was I the would, last time? I would have yeah. killed the Lambo doors. But yeah, I will say everything. Honestly, though, I'm digging just about everything on this car. Wheels, eh. I mean, it's concept car. It's always out there on the moon with, with concept wheels. But for the most part, though, I dig a lot of this car. Uh, you know, uh, Lambo doors. Uh, I mean, it's done, right? They're over. But... You know, it's funny. The headlights are uh, reminding me of the new Z. Um, that they, kind of that, that design. You know, that split 
LED projection design. Oh, in the rear too. Yeah, carry the over, rear right? too. You're right. I was thinking the same thing because the 370 has that kind of ellipse, more of a mm-hmm. oblong. This is more of a, I mean, more of a circle, an actual circle. But but you're right. It does have some of these cues from production cars in this case. Uh, the new Z being one of them. Um, I do I do like the the diffusers and the uh, the top up the top upper wings. I mean, it checks all the boxes that hot hatch. I would look. I mean, in the front, it's it has some design cues that I would see in other cars, and that's what you do with your mind, right? You comparatively go to other things that you've seen in in you know in in the environment, in the world, or in prior uh, conceptual cars. But in the rear. Like it's, yeah. you know, it, it, there's like three different things that are coming together in the nose, but I like them all. They were all things that I like as a whole. And I mean, I want to kind of say it's obviously, it's kind of like a marriage between to me, like a Ford Escort 200 and a Volkswagen new, new version Beetle, I, you know, um, I, I don't know yeah. there's other things that kind of come into it too, as well. In the back, it looks like a Ford. Uh, Ford um, Focus RS, you know, which is, it's a, uh, yeah. that's a uh, compliment, you know, I mean, that's, that's an impressive vehicle. You know, you mentioned that, that hatch, you know, I, I'm thinking of the old Ford, was it the Cosmos? Uh, yeah, the Cosworth? The Escort, that okay. Cosworth. Yeah, you're right. That, that three, <laughs> the three, <laughs> the three spoke or the three mounting points on the hatch. Yeah, uh, I yeah, see, the, I can, yeah, I can exactly. see a little the double bit wing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's one of them. For me, I thought two things. One, I did see, you might say, a little bit of a juke inspiration, mainly with this hood line. You okay. see how, it, at least yeah, what I yeah. see here I is that raising. Yeah. Kind of reminds you of the, that little hump headlight that you see on uh, the, the first generation jukes. I see a little and then, um, but it's mm-hmm. hard not and, to. And this being a three-door hatchback, you know, it, it does have a back seat according to the renderings, though. But this, this rear quarter... It looks really small, man. I mean, the car does feel small in general. Uh, I'm trying to find the right photo here for us, but uh, photos. It's a rather short rear rear quarter. <laughs> kind of dare I say, smart carish. You know, this it's got a really a really stubby like rear end on it. Yeah. No, man, I, I like everything about this car. Um, you know, I mean, there's a couple small things, but they're all just minor i mean everything i mean it's i know this is drawn out in the ether you know and doesn't exist conceptually like you know hands-on mm-hmm. or even in the clay but i mean this is this is cool i mean there, there's a lot that i like about it yeah yeah i i do think um uh a, a good exercise for these students uh, especially to commemorate <laughs> what they mentioned to 20 years here uh yeah i, I kind of think that you know, and we've seen this in a lot of things, man, in life, like when it comes to car designs or fashion, it always seems like every 20 or 30 years, things are coming back as being popular again. And I say that because of the damn uh, Lambo doors, man, just like, I thought we were over <laughs> this know, and like, <laughs> I, I, I agree, you know, but if you have, if you have the opportunity to like shoot for the moon, you know, go for it. And in concept, and then after that, it's just like, okay, let's calm it down, guys. How much is that going to cost us in production? All right, let's go ahead. But I mean, I, I like the concept, and uh, it is interesting, and yeah. um, it checks a lot of boxes for me. So, I, I wish there was, I wish Nissan did have somewhat of a two door or sorry, a three door hatchback available 
in the U.S. because they don't. And I think of again, this is from the uh, design center in in uh, in in London, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think about the types of driving and lifestyle they have there. And I know uh, in England and in Europe, you know, the hot hatch is very yeah. much a thing. And so oh, to totally. have yeah. Nissan have a hot hatch again would be amazing i would love to see that but again uh this is purely concept though it was fun to see uh kind of sparked the imagination uh a little bit uh no mentions of production on this at all but no no uh, whatsoever but you know concepts are sometimes cool just to to kick them around something will come through uh, you know maybe something will come of it but potentially not but still cool yes yeah. i thought it was a lot of fun though man yeah yeah, yeah. now I'm you still, uh, yeah yeah, you have the next story. Um, go for it, man. Uh, oh, just a little update on the pole-to-pole expedition. Um, you know, uh, this has been a long journey for them. Um, you know, we kind of slowly cover where they're at in regards to it. Just we try not to take up too much time because this is a very long expedition in itself. Again, if you're not familiar with the uh, pole-to-pole, you definitely want to check out. Uh, you can check this out through nissannews.com and the pole to pole expedition you can also uh, check them out through the facebook page if you're not familiar with it but basically a nissan araya is being driven from the north pole to the south pole in their expedition currently right now they just passed over the ecuadorian mountains which is the shot that is behind me and they made their way into peru surprisingly uh, the vehicle has had little to no issues that have been mentioned um, so the amount of testing that's going into this vehicle with this uh, tour, this expedition, is pretty substantial. Um, there's a lot of details in the vehicle that are obviously a little different than what you would get in a standard production uh, model. And we've talked about that in the past, so we're not going to beat it to death here. But you can go ahead and check out all the deets in regards to this vehicle. Um, one thing that I, you know, I, I've been following um, their travels, and they've kind of been, you know, we we've been asking about, okay, well, mileage and everything. It's been kind of consistent, same story of what it is. One thing that they did kind of share in one of their posts where they were saying they were getting 80 miles on 20% of a battery going into the mountains of Ecuador um, at the time. And they were saying, it's weird. It's like the Araya wants to live in the hills. And they basically said, it's a mountain goat. Um, because <laughs> it, it gets really good mileage going into the mountain. It's happiest, like climbing, you know, and, uh, and surprisingly, so you get these really good results where other vehicles might fall on their face, um, yeah. or not give you the kind of results you react, uh, well, looking for. It's just, it's funny that they commented on that. I mean, they're in this vehicle all day, every day. They've been testing they... it prior to this. So they know the vehicle in and out. They know when they're getting better output or something's changing in that. And, um, and for them to say that, I was like, I, I thought it was a very favorable comment in regards to the riot in my opinion. Since March or April, I think, I believe that's when they started. You're right. They've had the most, I would, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the most seat time yeah. in the Aria that anybody's ever had. So they are the perfect person. Subject to matter focus experts. On. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's what it is. So, and, but, Sorry, one more thing. Uh, you were talking about the the mountain goat analogy. It, it makes me think too because w- when you said living in the mountains, uh, you know, with EV vehicles, you know, you're not. Um, 
when you're at high elevations, you know, internal combustion engines need, you know, there's thin air up there. So any performance that you get, the air that it's sucking in, uh, typical engines, turbocharged or not, you're having a less potential combustion because of how thin the air is. This just goes. And the EV just goes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need that And it's got the torque. So it's just like, it's just, I mean, I think that's where you win. And it's kind of one of those things that we've heard about, but but nobody's really talking about. And that and that's one thing that's a kind of a big win for uh, for EV motors. I mean, potentially could be, but it's just it was a cool comment, and I just figured I would mention it. But currently, right now, that's where they are. Um, real no no news other than that. I mean, I'll take this as a win for these guys. You know, it's success. We wish them all the best. We'll continue to give you updates as they get closer to. Um, to their eventual success. So uh, we'll keep you updated as we move on. But that's everything for poll to poll is just a general update on what's going on right now. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Um, I do have one more article I want to share with you. I know, Miles, typically we kind of have a gentleman's agreement, and I'll admit this. I'm sorry. Uh, We typically have an agreement, one article each. But this one also came out in the last two weeks. I thought it was so good. And, again, it kind of fits – in my opinion, the Nissan nerd type of um, subject matter. And I'll share my screen on this one. One last article as far as Nissan news, which is that Nissan is filing, has filed a patent for a new airless tire technology. Uh, this this was a discovery made by CarBuzz, uh, a website news outlet that you see here. And... Um, it's a new uh, a new thing. Now, airless tires are not a new thing. We've seen multiple iterations in the past, specifically from companies like Goodyear or Michelin tire manufacturers, right? Um, it Nissan has filed a patent for this tire technology, but they're a car manufacturer. So that's really interesting to think about. Like, what are they doing with this patent? You know, there's only been, according to the records here, there's only been one other car manufacturer that's filed a patent for tire technology like this, which is Ford. So um, I think Nissan's definitely in a uh, a space of limited company, a small company, which is I want to say a, a nice little accolade, though. But I'm really curious to see where this ends up. Um, I will share some information here down below. Uh, what you see here, though, is the new 2024 Nismo Z fitted with these airless tires um what nissan is saying though is that of course with airless tires um again very similar concepts is that you have these uh there is no sidewall right there is no air to contain but instead you have these what they're calling here spokes uh, which is those little you know kind of thin uh veins uh between the tire making its way to the contact patch of the tire, then making contact with the, uh, with the road. Uh, now, with, with the lack of a sidewall, what they're essentially saying is that it's hard for these tires to absorb vibrations coming from bumps uh, and road conditions. And then it's also hard to have control uh, and grip, the right type of grip where you want it when steering uh, and everything of this nature. One of the things that other manufacturers have been doing is just increasing the hardness of of the compound of material that they're using 
And Nissan's saying that's not that's not enough. You you can do that, but again, you're you're sacrificing. Uh, you can't just have one one type of compound on this tire. Uh, it, you're sacrificing a lot of comfort uh, for grip or or the other way around. So this patent that they're filing essentially includes multiple. Uh, what I what I write here? I go um, uh, grip. Uh, closest ground. Okay. Harder compounds. Okay. Essentially has, uh, multiple spokes, uh, multiple spoke types, uh, with different types of hardness. So it's more of a progressive, uh, type of design. So you've got multiple compounds, uh, in this tire design, you might have your hardest compound on the outside, uh, or, and then the hardest on the inside or the other way around. So you've got this range though. It's no longer just one type of compound. And uh, apparently they're, they've been able to do this, uh, accomplish this from a manufacturing perspective. So really cool yeah. to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, the, the evolution of the, the tire has kind of come a long way. I mean, tire technology as a, as a whole, I mean, the only part that contacts the ground in regards to a vehicle has come a long way. I mean, it's almost, the tire is 150 years old in its yeah. initial design. I mean, initially it was designed by a Scotsman named Robert Thompson. And initially it was called, it wasn't called a tire, it was called an aerial wheel. And originally it had no, there was not, air hadn't been designed because tubes weren't around at that time. And there wasn't a way to basically, a concept hadn't been developed to keep the tire inside the air or get into it or so forth or service it. So originally I think they were trying to put in like, what you could find they were, they were just going to put in like sponges, hay springs and like horse hair, I think oh, wow. were like a combination of that. Cause it was, they were trying to soften um, the, the, uh, the concussion between yeah. the wheel, which is the rim mm -hmm. and the roadway. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting stuff and that would extend out the life because they were, you know, obviously carriage wheels were breaking yeah left and right they were separating out uh, due to the harshness but I'm, um yeah yeah i'm just gonna say it check out the big brain on brad like <laughs> dude, i didn't even know you knew this man i didn't know this you know okay I'll, and this <laughs> this design i mean um airless tires are are uh, sadly to say they're nothing new yeah uh, they've been around for a while but did you know when the first airless tire was made on put an put on quote unquote onto an actual vehicle I'm going to say within the last 10 years, personally, 15, maybe. I will say this before you and I were born. Oh, wow. It actually, I mean... and it was on a, it was NASA. It was actually the Lunar Rover uh, vehicle. Oh, well, space. duh. It yes. was designed by a guy named Pavlix, and it was GM that constructed it on his design. For the Lunar, yeah, of course. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's like... um. I mean, again, from the they were they were like I think they were like necessity is the mother of invention. At this point, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, and it was basically like it was it was basically like mesh. Um, it was like a steel mesh and like donut shaped coils. Yeah, and they were attached to like an aluminum um, alloy rim. Yeah, and then so, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. They were like I'm V shaped. Sorry. Yeah. So if I remember. S so after he designed it, uh, when did he fall on the bullet? Like, I mean, because mostly when people make these designs that are industry changing, typically they they end up being sabotaged in some way, man. So I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> why didn't it happen then? 
or maybe this is being well, commercialized I, I think now? It, I think it's going to run into the same issues that you're going to have now, right? And this is the big issue that you have to retrofit the industry, right? Because you can't make a change like this and adapt it. It's just the way it is. I mean, the only working model that was made for a tire, and this this was made like in, I'm going to say it's early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Makes was uh, Michelin tried to do their own version of this, and they called it the the twill, like a like a, like a wheel, but like mm-hmm. they were trying to make it cute. So they actually came out with it, and they uh, and then instead of because they were trying to do run flats, and the first car to put out run flats was actually the Corvette. Or GM did that, but instead they came out with this twill, which was all conceptual. And mm-hmm. it was all a series of, of bands, just like kind of a little like the what you see in modern airless designs, more again, more conceptual stuff. Yeah. But this is but the Nissan designs definitely is is yeah. a, is another variation, another evolution of it too as well. So I, I appreciate the history lesson on this, man. I didn't know you knew so much about it, man. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that really kind of works then that we would see nowadays is like like you'll see segues. That do it, you'll have um, some uh, UTVs. Are you can? I mean, you can look it up. You can buy them on now, through like Amazon. But yeah, that. But it's uh, it, the issue has always been the side wheel, the sidewall. You sidewall. Know what I mean? uh, yeah, yeah. The sidewall. So capability, and and that kind of brings up a few questions, man, that, that I had, which was, yeah, I mean, you're seeing these these tires on a Nismo Edition Z car. So you've got the sport version of the sport car and you're seeing these airless tires. It's like, are you really, are these tires capable of lateral G's to, that are suitable for that a Nismo Z will, will give, you know, is it mainly just for marketing? I mean, I would be curious to see how these tires perform, you know, with a sports car like this. Yeah. Um, that's I, one I would thing. Say, yeah. I would say we're still, at least a decade away from anything being put into production. And I think it's just, it's, it's the functional issues that, that are going to be, I mean, it's just design, right. And concept concept and then application. Mm -hmm. So those are only about a year away to, to something that's safe and available. Now the big fight that comes after that is now the tire companies have to, um, address this ma- massive amount of change yeah. um, that needs to be done in a short amount of time. And they have to develop an entirely new business model to change, to risk that change yeah. on the business. Yeah. I mean, but on the, in the world that we're living in now, this greener, this greener world that we're trying to aspire to be, you know, it, it does kind of potentially answer some of the questions that, Hey, we're not doing the best we could with our tires that we have, we're not recycling them to the best of our ability. Like we could, yeah. be. you know, potentially would this be that answer or are we just changing a tire design and we've not fixed anything that's greener for the world? Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that too, because there is a reason this article does mention the reason why Nissan is looking into the airless tire technology, which is specifically in Europe, there are uh, some upcoming regulation involving uh emissions for brakes and tires i didn't know this you know we always hear emissions talking about you know internal combustion engine 
emissions. Brakes and tires have regulations of their own, apparently. And, and this was one of the reasons why there was a need uh, or a curiosity to pursue an airless tire technology uh, uh, in that. So, like you said, about being green, um, you know, I, I was trying to think back about I'm – so I'm trying to find an analogy for how you said – if airless tires become a real thing and it's marketable and then you're trying to retrofit the past, you know, older cars to have these new tires, um, it's, it kind of reminds me of when, um, in the late nineties or early two thousands, you would get these luxury vehicles, um, that would have these sophisticated suspension systems, either a magnetic ride or adjustable air compressor ride. You know, you're talking about the Escalades or the, the Mercury, whatever Mercury there is that had these amazing exhaust uh, uh, suspension systems. And then five years, 10 years down the line, they're complete crap and they need to be maintained. And, and you know, the OEM, the factory options, very, very expensive. But somebody comes out with a version that says, hey, this is just as good. Uh, it's it's either the same technology or they've retrofitted it to be a more of a common uh, common setup. You know, we're just going to go back to gas shocks. Here you go. Congratulations. You're back on the road again, you know, for a cheaper <laughs> price point. This is going to be you're right. This is going to start off as a premium option. And I assume it's going to be on luxury well, vehicles first. The other thing too to throw another fight into this too as well now you've got to retrofit an entire industry for changing tires that are wanting to go wider i mean your average sizing on your average vehicle and we're talking anything from this from your four-door from your coupe sedan even your your basic midsize are now conceptually are, are now there is no know anything about it but they're now larger they're not 16s yeah. anymore. Now everything yeah. is, is 17, 18, 19, 20s, 20s. standard size. 20s. You, you know, you're rocking 20s. That's, that's insane. But now we've got to go back the other way. Rims are going to get smaller yeah. while the tires take up the mass and take up the shock and the absorption, which was the initial design and the initial problem 150 years ago. So. And that's the same thing. And you're, mentioned, you're absolutely right. And one of the notes I had here was, <clears throat> you know, look how tall that airless tire is. Yeah. How much... How t- literally how tall and it's it's not a slim tire it's not a what you would normally see on a sport car it's much much bigger so now you've got to make sure you have enough wheel space inside that car in the bellows of that of that wheel the That's wheel well i'm telling you it, uh, donking is the future that's it donking, <laughs> donking is the future <laughs> for those that aren't aren't familiar with it you know you it'll, get wise gonna raise it, it up even higher take your brand new z donk it and that's it. But you got to make 80% of that tire rubber. And that's it. Just like like yeah. a Bigfoot airless tire. Develop yeah. that, and it'll be the smoothest ride in the world. <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking about that, too, because, you know, and even look at this picture here, man. Because so 370Z, the new Z, are fitted, I believe, with like an Akabono-style brake. It's a rather big, and you would say about a 14-inch, let's just call it a 14-inch diameter uh, brake rotor, yeah. which is really big, and then you've got, you know, you've got a, you've got a. Not only do you have to fit in this thick tire, but you also have to provide enough clearance so that the tire or the wheel is not making contact with the brakes. And there's no way you're going to go into a smaller brake 
uh, caliper rotor setup because you know braking power is a real thing. You know, you want to have uh, for safety's sake, not even performance, but for safety as well. Um, that's a lot to fit in a small area. So I mean, trucks I could probably get it. Again, they are heavy though, but for for compact cars and airless technology, I mean, it, it'll make it there eventually though. But it may not. They may not be the first cars to do it. You know. Well. Thank God. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: the, the coolness factor. I mean, do you can you imagine seeing these cars at SEMA and looking sexy? You know what I mean? These these look like uh, if you had to fit a retainer. You know what I mean? Like it's like an equivalent to a retainer in middle school. Like, hi guys, that's what it kind of feels like, at least right now, from an aesthetic. Yeah, I, I feel you. You gotta. How do you make that look cool? It's like you gotta you know, figure out a way to make airless tires cool. That's gonna be a make, big challenge. How do you I, make I really your worst, so. uh, your potentially worst attribute look the best? I'm just kidding. No, it's yeah, I just. Yeah. But no, it's it's a cool concept, and, and you know the thing is with regulation inspires or pushes the need for innovation, I guess, in, in this regard. So. Um, We'll get All there. right, so let's go ahead and say in here, uh, we got to go back to some of the content. Uh, we do. The, um, let me see here. Spinny is uh, in with us. He says, airless tires definitely needed with new cars not having spares now. Man, you know, actually, he's got a point. You know, they don't, it's a cost that's been cut. I thought it was just the rental car companies being cheap, but it's not. It's uh <laughs> It's the truth. You know, it's going to go, it's going to go back to the day where they just give you a can of uh, fix a flat and just they send you on your way. And that's just the way of the modern world. You know, that's going to be, you don't have uh what is that? Triple A. So you're SOL. If you're not right. It is. Um, let's see your Bert chiming in. Um, on the concept that we were talking about a little while ago. He says the concept. Nissan March. You know, I kind of thought the same thing, Bert, when I was looking at the front of it, it does, it does have a little bit of March um uh, little mm-hmm. drops in there too as well so it's the march of four, a, a four door like a five door hatch in this case so it, it just uh because we don't get the march here we don't, I don't no. think we get the march. no well you've seen it you've seen them i've seen them the, they're small yeah 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 small. but yeah i can see that you can think you have generation same wheelbase perhaps it's always yeah. been a three a three door little hatch inspired like uh oh. we have a version in the united states of versa but the march was was i like the march it's pretty slick i mean they raced yeah. them in obviously in, in spec so spec. before the yeah the canadian that we cover that on the show so what am i talking uh, about so. Ed- edgar uh for- Furman, a good friend of ours did say here too that he is still salty about the idx concept and you know it's it, funny you know who else is still going. salty about the idx Was malcolm that? beasley the guy who designed it who it never <laughs> got made from i talked to him uh i message him every once in a while he says yeah He's like still salty about that, yeah. but you know what? Again, greatest car never made. It's greatest it's Nissan true. car never made. To this it's day. true, man. Yeah. Damn, it's so sad. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that one was not to go hard back on that one, but it does hurt every time to think back at it. What we could have had. And that was ten years ago. I mean, that was people are still talking about it. Yeah, yeah. still talking about it, man. It was a hell of a yeah. car, hell of a great design, and but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, I'm sure there's like some weird reason why it never happened, but I gotta get uh gotta get Malcolm on the show. I keep telling him he's got but he lives like another part of the world where it's like right now it's like eight AM for him. So before we move on to two more comments we want to share, uh of course from Ion saying Kanpai joining us in the Kanpai earlier in the show. 
And then from uh, Haley uh, Myers Motorsports here. Thanks, fellas, again for the shout out. Do appreciate giving you out that. I am talking about here. the IDX. Lastly, he goes. Uh, it was amazing to see in Japan. Uh, wish it had been made. Couldn't agree with you more. So. Uh, yeah. What could have been, man? What could have been? Anyways, so <laughs> now we're gonna go into motorsports here. Uh, our motorsports segment is where we look into Nissan's current motorsports portfolio, its race entries, supported teams, and how they're doing. Just an update on those guys. Um, first off is always our Formula E team, um, and uh, Mike's going to go ahead and talk about that. Cool. Yeah. Let's start off with Formula E again. Like you said, Miles, uh, honestly, for this episode, nothing new to report uh, at the moment, though. Uh, however, preseason testing will take place in Spain uh, later on this month, October 23rd through the 27th. Meanwhile, the opening round of the 2024 season uh, will take place in Mexico City uh, mid-January, so early in the year. This is one of the first uh, racing series to to begin in 2024 or, or in any given year. So, yeah, we will be keeping uh, updates uh, regarding uh, the Nissan Formula E team and the series uh, as a whole, but as a moment, nothing new there. Uh, I do have the next one, which is also – the Centra and Micra Cup. Of course, this is the the grassroots grassroots racing series uh, based out of Canada. Uh, essentially, it's six weekends, uh, otherwise twelve rounds of racing from May through September, and it is exclusive to spec'd Nissan Centra and Micra cars. Uh, typically, again, out of out of Canada. So this was the season finale. This is this will be one of our last uh, results uh, news to give for the year. Uh, this happened here uh, September 23rd and 24th, rounds 11 and 12 at Circuit Mont-Treblanc at uh, Quebec. To give a few shout-outs, here we go. Let's start off with round 11. Uh, again, this is your podium for the race Uh in first place, you have Nicholas Barretts. Uh, he has seen here with a fastest, uh, best lap time of one minute, 58 seconds, 439 thousandths of a, of a second, which is also the fastest lap of the race. So uh, P1, fastest lap. Nick, uh, congrats to Nicholas on that. In your P2 position, you do have uh, Valerie Limoges uh, in P2. Yep. Uh, P3, Matthew Miron, I believe that is. Actually, that's a kind of a new name for us, so I want to give him props. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that he made a podium this time around. And then uh, both, or sorry, all three cars there are the Nissan Sentra. Uh, but we do want to give a shout out to the fastest Micra of the round 11, which was Raphael St. Pierre, 13th place overall. But he is your fastest Micra of the race. Uh, moving into round 12, uh, again, uh, P1 gives to Valerie Limoges also with the fastest lap. Congratulations to her. Second place goes to Alex Fortin. And P3 goes to Simon Vincent. Again, all three are Centra cars. Fastest Micra is this time is uh, Nicolas Lavasqua, I believe. You're better French, at French than I am. Your French is so good. Right. Shut up! No, no, no. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I know your sarcasm. I get better. I get better. But he he was uh, the fastest micra and twelfth uh, 
position overall. Uh, this being the end of the season, the season finale, we need to start getting into the uh, champion point standings and who your winner is for the 2023 season. So we'll go ahead and get started into it. Alex Fortin is your champion for the Centra Cup. He has 497 points overall for the season, for the year. Uh, Valerie Limoges is second place, 43 points behind the champ. And then followed by Nicholas Barretz, uh, he finishes third with 54 points. You know, it's uh, funny, Valerie won last year, and now she's in second place. Uh, she did, she did. Yeah. And and Alex was similar. He was, I think, third place last yeah, year. Yeah, he was right there. He was podium, he if I remember right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you, you are seeing some changes here. It isn't, uh, it's definitely an entertaining cup to be watching every year. You, It's not... It's not like F1 when you got these these eras of dominance. You actually have some some changeability uh, in, in a lot of these things. So we, yeah, I just wish we had more coverage on it. We could actually pull the footage. Yeah, it's great stuff yeah. though. Um, it's funny you mentioned that too, man, because I kind of have a feeling in the 2024 season we're going to see more coverage, um, at least one of the races, because there are two new developments that are happening for the 2024 season. They're coming over. Yeah, tw- uh, that being, yes, uh, for 2024, we will see one of the races in the U.S. Uh, yeah, so it's really wait. exciting to see. Yeah, they're going to be at Lime Rock Park in Connecticut, July 19th and 20th. So uh, that is officially part of their tour, uh, their season for next year. So uh, that's actually pretty cool, man. Again, wish list for me would be to check them out, you know. Yeah. That sounds like a good – we were talking about this race series for two years. So. Forever, yeah, yeah, it's about three years. Yeah, one three. year prior. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a hot minute. Yeah, back You're when it was just right. a micro. Yeah, that's right. When it was just a micro, Center wasn't until the last maybe two years from now. Last two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is the first bit of news uh, for 2024 and the Center Cup. The second one being that for the 2024 season, there is going to be some prize money involved for those who win. Uh, essentially a purse for, for each of the races. So again, this comes from the Nissan news media outlet. I'm just going to give you the direct um, paragraph from this. It says here that the Nissan center cup, which was confirmed for the 24 and 25 seasons uh, last August will also offer $30,000 in cash prizes next season. In addition to certificates from Nissan Canada for spare parts, which is a value of uh, $50,000. So you're seeing some more investment the, the further along that this that this series uh, goes along. So uh, it is exciting, though. This uh, certificates and the cash prizes are offered uh, to drivers who finish on the podium of each race. So, again, if you're thinking 12 races, and now you've got a combined total of $80,000 to divide up in various table. increments, yep. yeah, for, out of twelve races, I mean that's that sounds pretty exciting. Aside from the bragging rights and just the the, the fun and the passion and doing these things, now you got some money involved. So, who knows? Maybe you could see uh, more more competition. You know, maybe yeah. there would be some shops involved. So I see growth. In other words, so I'm I'm really excited to hear this. And uh, of course, we will continue to follow the Nissan uh, Century Cup, Micro Cup into the 24 season. Very cool. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening with Super GT. Um, obviously, we had our last race um, this last um, Nissan Nerd podcast where we talked about uh, what was happening. Sadly, there is no real race that's that's going on right now. The round six, which is held at Sugo, um, was uh, last month on the 16th and 17th. We don't have a race actually coming up at, for until round seven, which will be at Autopolis. Uh, mm-hmm. That won't be till the 14th or 15th of this month. Um, but again, uh, we are still wishing a, uh, again, a cruising on the celebration for a well-deserved second place for the Moto Altec Z, uh, car number mm. 23, again by Matsuda and uh, Quintarelli, um, fought their hardest and maintained the second place on that one. And not to be misled in the 500 series, but Morelli and Z pulled in uh, fourth place. So just wanted to give a shout out to those guys since we were just kind of talking about them um, in the last uh, round six. But again, if you haven't gone and watched round uh, six, um, I would go back, watch and pay attention to the 500 series and especially car number 23. Just watch their progression through the through the race. And it was a hell of a race for them to hold on to that second. So I would just uh, if you get a chance, you might want to go and check that out. Uh, but again, uh, round seven will be coming up. That's going to be October 14th and 15th. Again, that will be at Autopolis. We only have two more races to go before the end of the season. Um, now yep. let's talk a little bit about the close to home. The other race uh, that we love to kind of cover for all of our friends. Of course, we're talking about the Nissan Challenge. Right now, uh, there is nothing new to report in that regards. Uh, everybody's still uh, patching together their cars, getting ready for the na- next race. I know Edgar Furman's on with us tonight. I'm sure he can comment on everybody just jonesing, getting ready for round six. Uh, which will be coming up here soon. That'll be at the Streets of Willow here on October 28th. And this will actually be a nice surprise because it's actually going to be part of the SR20 convention as well. Um, So for those that aren't familiar with the SR20 convention, go get woke, check it out. It's been around for a while. It's basically our Nissan LS Fest. And it's a great event. Me and Mike have been to uh, one or two of them in the past. And it's just a good group of guys. I highly recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. Um, now, after this particular race, we still got two more rounds uh, after this. Uh, we encourage everyone, if you're in the SoCal area or around there, or even want to make the drive and uh, spectate, this is probably the round for the series that you want to get out there and check out because there's going to be a lot that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you definitely don't want to miss one. If you want a little more detail about um, what to check out for the Nissan Challenge, again, you can check that out through corner3motorsports.com backslash the challenge series um highly recommend going in there checking out and getting familiar of everything that's going to be happening um for the series and if you want to participate if it happens to be in your back uh backyard get on it and and and, uh really just see what it takes to be involved with it uh edgar chimed in here lots of angry srs for the next event and there'll be a lot of rbs running uh, for round seven. Oh, with the R days. I totally forgot about That's the R right. days that's happening for R round days. seven. Jesus Christ. The biggest GTR meeting yeah. um, of the year uh, will be for round seven. Jeez, Edgar. You got Zcon that you already did. You got SR for round six. GTR meeting. And then round eight. I mean, what else do you got? I mean, 
Is it pretty much covered all the bases there? You covered all the bases, man. Yeah. That's all the cool bases that you need to cover. So, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nissan Challenge coming with the win for 2023. Yeah, so jeez, awesome. Southern California's got it all this year, man. They really man. hit the trifecta this year. S- sign my kid's forehead when you're famous. Jeez, <laughs> forehead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, uh, birthday party for round eight for me. Oh, one year. Good job. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, let's see here. Myers chimed in here. I need to make it for our days one year. Yeah, you got to make it to that. That's that's legend. That I have be a good yet one. to go to it, but the pictures every year are amazing. So um, moving along, we still got GT4 America series to kind of cover. Um, and it was a soggy one from what I saw. And Mike, do you want to chime in and talk about that? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, of course, we are talking about the GT4 America Series uh, happening, um, of course, here in the United States. Uh, and specifically, our favorite team here, we're talking about Tech Sport Racing and their two GT4 spec uh, Z cars uh, for this season. Uh, we are getting near the end of this season, though. However, um, we want to share results first. For uh, rounds 11 and 12, which happened at Sebring International Raceway uh, in Florida, uh, September 22nd and 24th. So uh, we'll go ahead and start off with that one. Uh, The first one being the number 22 car, Eric Powell. um, And uh, at this point for this for Sebring, there wasn't a Colin Harrison. So Eric Powell was a one man driver uh, for that weekend. Uh, And then you got the number 23 car, which was Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone. Uh, getting into round one, though, um, Eric Powell uh, qualified 35th, essentially back of the grid. Be- because he was the only driver, there is a penalty involved because the format of GT4 Series is to have two drivers with a driver changeout uh, at at one point uh, near the middle of the race. Uh, because it was just Eric, though, he did have to start at the back of the grid, Number uh, in this case, uh, number 30, 35th position. Uh, now having started there though, he did finish race one, uh, in 29th place overall, uh, Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone qualified in 32nd place finished in 16th. So you did see a pretty significant, um, a gain throughout the race, essentially passing half the grid, uh, during, uh, the first race, uh, and the big accolade for tech sport and our boy high and Cotter, uh, Brian high Cotter is that he secured fastest lap of race one. His best lap was, uh, two minutes, 11 seconds, uh, 0.702, 702 thousandths of a second. So he secured, uh, again, received the award for, for fastest lap of race one, uh, which was amazing to see. Uh, f- from the uh, tech sport racing team uh, moving into race two, which happened the following day though. Uh, Eric Powell, again, at the back of the grid, man, you got to hear this. He finished P 10 overall, but essentially landed on the podium uh, with a, a only 1.1 seconds behind the leader um, uh, in his class. So uh, even after having served the penalty for being, the only driver uh, for race two, Eric was able to secure P3 in class at race two, which is a huge, again, another just uh, great moment to see for the Nissan uh, 
uh, race team in Tech Sport Racing. Uh, Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone, though, did qualify seventh in the beginning, however, did finish P16 overall, about six and a half seconds behind the leader uh, in this case. Overall, though, the Tech Sport Racing team brought in a total of 23 points for the weekend. Um, what and I was trying to figure out, you know, what what was it about this track that led to more success of the Z car? Now, granted, we have seen the Z car on the podium before, but it's been a minute, you know. And so now we see it. What what is it about this one? And the only thing I can think of though is that Sebring is a uh, a speedway. It's more it's 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 a road course, but it does have part of the speed ring uh, in its course, I believe. And I think maybe that could have been having to do. Maybe the car is more suited for higher speeds uh, as part of that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that being said, um, moving into the final two rounds of GT4 America, it is actually this weekend, actually happening right now, uh, October 4th and 5th, uh, essentially this entire weekend, you will see rounds 13 and 14 also at a speed ring, which is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in Indiana. Of course, we wish the TechSport Racing team uh, the best of luck uh, this weekend. Uh, practice one and practice two are happening today. And like you mentioned, Miles, um, practice two actually did not happen today because of the ongoing rain in that area. So no practice two today. Uh, however, I do have results here of practice one. Uh, this is uh, our two cars here did finish uh, essentially P10 and P15 overall. Uh, and when you've got 32 cars on the grid, that's quite impressive. So I th honestly, we're seeing essentially a, a pretty nice improvement uh, over past races. So yeah. uh, either there's been a, a, a big discovery and getting that car dialed in, uh, or maybe it's just the configuration of the track or a combination of both that's making this car more competitive uh, for these final two rounds. So it's really good, really interesting to see. Um, so again, we wish, we wish them the best of luck uh, here for uh, – for this weekend, I do know that we have a lot of our buddies with the Z Car Club Association on their way right now to the Mo Indiana Motor Indianapolis Motor Speedway because <laughs> there is again Nissan Car Corral um, support where you see Nissans coming out uh, in mass to support uh, our team and our drivers. Um, so it is pretty exciting to see, though. For those who are interested in checking out GT4 America. The best way that you can watch it is live. I'm sorry, through YouTube. You can watch it, of course, live. If you go to the GT4 America uh, website, you can find the exact time which they are racing, and you can watch it live on YouTube. However, once it is finished, you can go ahead and watch recaps or essentially a recording of the race always on YouTube at this point. Uh, and that is for uh, the races. Simple search, just type in, type in GT4 America, and you will find uh, the most recent races. Uh, and if you are looking for more than that, uh, you can. However, it's not going to be a video. It'll just be live timing uh, from the GT America website. So you can go to gtamerica.us forward slash watch dash live. And that's where you can go ahead and, and check out the live timing. Again, you're going to need to know the schedule. Just go to the GT4 America website to get the full schedule of the weekend 
and uh, you can catch some of the either again the live timing or the live streaming on YouTube. Yeah. So what's funny is this GT4 uh, Facebook page, or they did an update, and you yes. had this was one of the photos that came out for the uh, <laughs> on their page, and I sent it to Brian, and he was like, "Yep," he goes, "It pretty much summed up the day." It was just, <laughs> just sitting in the soup, and I'm like, "I was like, yeah, it's a good photo, though." I mean, That's... I'm going to tell you right now, 20, 20 years from now, you're going to want that in black and white. I'm just telling you right now, it's a good. You're going to have that picture framed in your house i would uh, i mean it's yeah. a good shot regardless yeah. it's not always about the racing sometimes it's about the moment so uh, i just thought it was right. a good shot and i sent it over to him um myers there. chimed in here said eric powell also won the hard charger award most cars passed he passed 30 plus cars Ooh. That's pretty uh, dude he uh, again he did have an amazing <laughs> run uh great seeing him coming from literally the back of the grid to the podium within 60 minutes that was a hell of a drive you, you got to give it up to him uh for that man it was really awesome to see um great work there uh let's see here uh let's see here i do want to say one other thing though too that picture brian highcotter is there with cole uh other, one of the nismo engineers from japan uh mm-hmm. i called him kosan but he liked to be called ko uh he is actually one of the inter- one of the engineers that we interviewed while they were here at Circuit of the Americas earlier this year. So for anybody who's interested, go to our uh, podcast network and also on YouTube, our channel, and you can find that interview, uh, our interview with uh, Kosan uh, and also with Brian Highcotter as well. So definitely take a look at that. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, having yeah. those interviews. And if you are one of the lucky souls that's going to the car corral and you get – a lucky chance to meet some of these folks. The man goes by Co. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's a hell of a guy, man. He really is, man. I, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah. So things are looking up for the team. That's always a good thing to hear. And we always wish the best to those guys. And uh, we send them nothing but positive energy and good luck and good vibes. So we wish them uh, kick some tail this upcoming uh, race. So, yep. now uh for that being said uh this is a a part of the segment we haven't done in a while i mean we usually do products and sometimes we do back alley chats and it's just kind of whatever we're feeling like and we the shut up and take my money have been really popular Mm -hmm. we're going to be hitting shut up and take my money hard when we're getting ready to start getting into black friday because all the deals coming up we tell you about all the sales that are coming up Uh, for Black Friday, as we get into them, we're just in October right now. November's next month, but and we'll we'll do our best to kind of let you know about all the Black Friday deals that are going to be coming out, so you can check us in here November. You don't want to miss that part of the show when we talk about it. But right now, we're going to be going into things you should be checking out, and this is just nerd stuff that we found on the internet that just typical car guy stuff. Sometimes we find movies that are coming out or maybe some products, or maybe there's just like good deals that we want you to know about um, in the Nissan extended family. But on this particular one, um, I was just kind of perusing around and I've been waiting for this to come out, but I had no idea it was going to bear Nissan fruit as it were um, when we started kind of talking about it. And um, so this is actually a new movie that made it, um, I guess it finally made it to mainstream as far as Prime is concerned. Um, mm-hmm. And it came out and it's called uh, Hoopties. 
<laughs> so hoopies. I was like, I was taken off by it. I was like, oh, hoopies, I would like just a beater or something like that. But I knew that there was a 24 hours of lemons documentary that eventually was going to make its way out. Now, this was actually released in 2022. It completely slipped under my radar. I knew it was coming out, but it just flew past me. And lo and behold, I'm on, I'm surfing on Prime one night trying to look up like some kind of like car videos or something, whatever I can find. And it just mm-hmm. popped up. So it is free and available through prime right now hoopties and why do you want to check it out well we're going to talk about that right now so um this particular documentary follows multiple teams in the new england area um lemons is all throughout the united states but this particular one follows a new england area and it follows uh multiple teams that are racing in lemons uh for that upcoming weekend and if you're not familiar with the um uh, 24 hours limits it's a lot well, it's nothing like 24 hours of, <laughs> of Le Mans. I it love that. It, yeah, it goes, it's, it's a lot. Nothing, you know what? Scratch that. It's nothing it's like nothing it. like the 24 hours Le Mans. It is super low budget, but it is still the spirit of the endurance race. It's not 24 hours consistent. It's actually two 12-hour sessions broken up so people aren't killing themselves yeah. and everything else. But it is still the spirit of the endurance race. And it's yeah. really that human, humanitarian and race and the love of race that's still very much present. And you can feel it in this documentary. You really can. So cars, which complete, um, which compete are basically $500 vehicles is what they start life off of. And then from there, they're modified to be safe. I mean, we're, they still have to, um, be safe. They have cages, they have fire suppression uh, systems, yeah. all those type of things. That, that safety aspect is That's, still very much there. And, yeah. and uh, I would say it's very much at the top of its game when it comes to safe. Some of the people that are involved in this mm-hmm. um, are very uh, experienced when it comes to safety. They don't mess around. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the carte blanche aspect of what you can do with your car is (laughs) is there and i do mean that i mean there's some crazy conceptual ideas that that are going and and i'll I'll leave it at that there's also and even more than that there is a lot of um great creativity that kind of come out from some of these things but um don't get it twisted Uh, a lot of there's a lot of experience that's also on this track too as well but the average seat time for a le mans driver if you can get to the finish line again it's two days of 12 hour sessions of beating the crap out of your car the average seat time's around three hours of driving per 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 team member and then you you basically fix your car up just like anything else you break your car in the middle of the night and you're wrenching just all the stuff that we love to do, pulling engines in the middle of the night. That's yeah. our wheelhouse. Yeah, very yeah. much so. So, Mike, I told you about this um, this documentary um, one night. Mm-hmm. And I just sent you, like I do, I sent you a message. Shut up. Watch yeah. this. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Is it 3 a.m.? You weren't the only one. I sent it out to a couple other people. Hey, check this out. But what did you pull away from? I thought that the movie was very informative. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, I've known about lemons. I, I've known about it. Um, I think that the documentary did a really good job of communicating. But you know, not only is this a race and competitive, but more so, it really shows the heart of what lemons is. And by heart, I mean it's people just sharing their passion for, for driving, for cars, for racing. Um, 
it is a it's probably the, one of the most affordable leagues that you can get your hands into, and, and more so, they have fun with it. It's the fun. It's the it's this. It don't take yourself so seriously. These teams. I mean, there a lot of people are in it to win it, but again, they are they get creative. The cars are painted so many different ways. They have attachments and accessories. They've made custom. They turn these cars into craft projects in some cases, you know, some really things that you don't really see. Um, uh, So it's really fun to see that. And the film did a really good, did a really good job of showing what happens after the race, like the gatherings, the people hanging out, you know, cooking, barbecuing, the teams wrenching, you know, having times, but there's a, such a sense of camaraderie and dare I say like awkwardness. It's like, it, cause it encourages to be awkward and be fun, you know? So, so, so when you, of all people, when you showed, sent me the link for this, for this film, I was like, of course, this is miles. Miles would totally watch this. Like this is, it's grassroots. It's pure, just full of passion and just this wholesome feeling, uh, you know, you friends, family you know um and having a great weekend so i really love to see that i felt that as part of the show uh, of the movie and then it was also very informative so it told us told me a lot of things about the format of lemons uh for example you know there is what they call an open bribe policy like (laughs) like like, like other racing series will people other teams will like send allegations. Oh, this other team got special preferences because of whatever, because they know this person. In, in Lemons, that doesn't happen. It's just, uh, it's open. It's open. Somebody, it's open bribery. Yeah. Open bribery. Somebody that's can make an the, allegation. That's one of yeah. the beautiful things about um, about that. Now, what's crazy is uh, Lemons, to me, and I could be wrong for anybody that's involved in it, but I've been watching Lemons develop in grassroots motorsports magazine which was the coverage of it was amazing and there was always like a nissan that you could kind of spot from time to time years ago like in the in the the 2010 time period when it kind of took off from there okay you would find like s30s that were still kind of going at it before they were worth anything and uh, (laughs) so people were like you know not trying to restore them Tons of Z31s, a few Z32s, and then 240 SXs, right? So that was pretty much what you would kind of see out there. And because um, <clears throat> they kind of checked the boxes of, you know, the 90s beaters and everything that were just kind of being put out there. Centras, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, Grassroots Motorsports did a really good job of covering the, 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 the spirit of it. And what I mean by that is they would literally talk about the bribing piece of it. And there was one photo. And I remember this to this day, the guy was concerned that his welds on his cage weren't up to code. So what they did is um, they knew they were up to code, but they were just like making fun of it, but they duct tape a bunch of $20 bills to the inside of the of the thing so that the, the guy could take as much as he wants to look the other way. But, they, you know, if there's anything for safety, they make you fix it. You know, they're not yeah. going to have you run in there. But it was more just like, again, just funny stuff like that they would just do. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's more of like making fun of yourself. And then at the heart of it, too, as well, it, it, nine times out of ten, these races are fundraising events. Yes. That are charity based. This particular one was, and I've heard that uh, also from the few people that I've know who've done lemons or been part of it or photoed it. 
um, they said the same thing. It's it's very much like a fundraising event. And even if there is cash that's given, a lot of times the teams give back. They'll donate it. Anyway. And and I, yes. I, I saw that too. This documented they did that too as well. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's just a one-time thing, but it, it's all meant for the for the charity. So at the end of the day, it's like you're really just going out there to race with your friends, race yeah. against other folks, um, you know, give to a charity, and then just experience that. I mean, where else can you get that much seat time? Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? In a car you built time. yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and um, what I really liked about um, the – one of the people they were interviewing, I, w- I want to say maybe he was even the main guy in the documentary, mm-hmm. was a guy named Jeff. And he he laid out strategy on how you race for endurance racing. Because like he'll say something like, yeah, you're behind by so many laps or, or, or you know whatever it is compared to who you're competing with. But he goes, always give it your best because you don't know what's going to happen to them you know, at a certain point. And it, it was really, really cool to see, man. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing that. Yeah. It's all laps completed. I mean, that's really what it kind of comes down to. So sometimes you're like two laps away, you know, three laps away. And then it's the, the, fi- the hair is that fine out. Maybe they make a mistake and they're slow, or maybe they didn't get out of the pits fast enough to gas up. I mean, it's, yeah. and that's where it kind of lines up a little bit with the 24 hours of limits. <laughs> the, one of the most expensive races on the planet, you know, other than F1. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But I love that. I love that about it. So there was a quote from the movie that I I literally wrote it down as I was watching it because I wanted to share it tonight, though. It was such a good quote. And and I think it was Jeff who wrote who said it. He goes, you know, uh, endurance racing is more than drive as much as you can. It's also wrench the hardest you ever have before, because it's about keeping that car on the track for laps completed, because you never know you could win. (laughs) <laughs> not to quote fast and furious it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile like it, you know <laughs> winning's winning and because you, you never know how it's going to play out you really don't you yeah. really don't but again um, you know what's funny is like I, so i put the movie on and i was thinking there wasn't going to be any nissan in it you know i was just thinking it's, it's lemons right and of course <laughs> you know lemons is a good thing to talk about but for the nissan nerd podcast it's got to have something and it was it was amazing yeah. how many like nissans are in the background and yep. the first, the first five minutes, the first 30 first seconds of the minute. The, yes. Yeah. The first minute is a Z32 that they have up on blocks <laughs> that they're trying to like, um, diagnose. They're, trying to, they're trying to diagnose it. They're trying to get it lined up and it was hilarious. And, uh, and me and Mike were just like talking about, I wonder what it could be. Like, here we are, Dude, we're, we're watching something that's watching them. It's a year old. Like it's already been there. And he, me and Mike are just like, oh, it's probably this, it's probably that, you know. It could, and like we rewind it, and he rewinded it, too, you know. So we knew that's how much of a nerd we are. We re, we rewound it and took it back, and then we're starting to scope out the car and check it out and like look at it, yeah. But if you go back and you check out some of the old um, grassroots motorsports magazines articles, and they go back far, they've been they literally have been covering this event when nobody else did. Um, with a lot of um, exclusivity and pre- dare I say prestige um, for lemons, but they did they did some excellent coverage for it. And if you get a chance, you should go back and uh, read some of the um, the virtual articles in regards to lemons. But there's a lot of development stuff there. If it's something that you want to do or you want to get involved in, 
it's all there. You can definitely check it out. And what's funny is I remember when Lemons came out. I remember the yeah. year that it came out and people were kind of talking about it, buzzing, and everybody was like, we should get a team, we'll Lemons team together. Oh, I think we should. And everybody was talking about it. And it's like, I got a $500 car. My I got six of them. And it's just like, we talked about this when it came out. Me, you, I, a bunch of other people. So we could. We did it. We, and we do this every year. Every year we do this. There's something I've said once before, and I'm going to call us out, man. I'm just going to say it. There are, and I'm just going to say, there's, there's three things the modern young man wants to do. It's one is to own a bar, two is to have a podcast, and three is to have a chump, uh, a lemons car. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. We do all three in one car. <laughs> have a pop-up bar at Lemons? No, friggin- the car is the bar. Oh. And we do a live podcast from it while we're doing the Lemons. That's it. We <laughs> check be- all boxes on one on one. Boot. At one. Just hit the on trifecta on that one. Or we be we make a pit car and it just serves beer out of the back. Dude, can we be like an honorary pace car? Like Ooh. do they have pace cars? I don't like know. who We'd would have to ask. that's a yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. Thought- <laughs> Here we are. See, we're yeah. we're, we're dreaming. Here we go. This is where it starts. <laughs> bad decisions. Here I am pushing you to make bad and this is how it starts, people. I come up with a dream. Mike yeah. is the I'm the conceptual guy. Yes. Mike's the all right, this you- is our business plan guy. You, you sketch you sketch the vision i i start coloring it in i'm just like all right okay, this is happening this ain't happening I'm, yeah, yeah oh yeah, ion's yeah. chiming in now he's excited top alcohol car oh okay all right all right it's uh, see this is it this is how it starts this is how it begins you know, it's like we are, <laughs> and then we're all in trouble so let's talk so, a little bit about um so go ahead mike yeah yeah so that's the thing so you mentioned how you know this being such a I don't want to say easy to enter, but it kind of is from, from a cost standpoint. This is again, it's lemons. It's a 500. I think your biggest challenge is going to be trying to find a car that's somewhat competitive or reliable for 500 bucks. Because I mean, next thing is this, you know, cost for safety and whatnot, but, but still essentially it's an attainable goal. So honestly, after watching the documentary and, and kind of talking with you about it, you know, I kind of want to raise the question though, like, what is the ideal Nissan or Infiniti or Datsun, you know, at this point, what would you do use in a lemon drink? Like, <sighs> yeah, like I want to get your opinion. And I, here's the thing. I did two things. One was I wrote out my, uh, my, five, it's my, gotta be a $500 car. Yeah. So let's leave everything out. I'm going to say, and I dare I say, I'm going to leave everything out from 370 out. Oh yeah, no, no. Man. So everything. I, I'm gonna say 2004 above. I was thinking 05 myself. Yeah, yeah so and 04, I know because you want to throw the older. 350 in there. I already know you. I already. Yeah, know yeah, you. yeah. So, but okay, let's talk about it. Go ahead. Okay, what would so be I the got... ultimate lemons car? Okay. Ultimate Nissan okay. lemons car that would survive this from the aspect of the power plant. Yeah. The transmission, the transmission is a big thing for yep. that era, and yep. then of course the diffs. Um, I would say wait. reliability as well. Just reliable. you gotta have a reliable uh, powertrain. So, yeah, what I did earlier today, I came up with my list. 
And then I went to Facebook Marketplace and I did a search for $500 max and just kind of scrolled Nissans just to see what I could find. And I found some cars and I'm going to mention them. And a lot of them matched what I was thinking and others actually surprised me. So I'm going to name a a, a few of them. The first car that came to mind for me, um, and and I'll just say this right up front. I still think the 350Z would be too expensive to – be under 500 bucks so to, even though as much as i would want it to be i did not include the 350z i kind of left it off because it's like it's an easy win you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah it's not the spirit of it but i think that car would do well yeah. believe it or not yeah it would do well and but this the second thing i was thinking though was i want to have a timing chain on that engine not a timing belt because again Coming from coming from the the VG world, I just that's you know it's a weak link. You don't want the you don't want your valve interference to be uh, uh you know on the fine line of a of a belt. What's wrong? With you? No, no, no. I don't want that at all. Be no, scared. Yeah. <laughs> be scared. Edgar so, does it every every uh, race weekend. Come well, on. yeah, but it's not a five hundred dollar car though. That's the problem. Though. That's just because I think even the maintenance or the repairs are also limited. I think you know you can't just. Mm-hmm. Swap out an engine. Throw an, inf- an infinite amount. Mu- mu- Again, I had to look at the rule book a little bit yeah. more, but I don't believe you can spend an infinite amount of money on maintaining the car. Safety, yes, but you know maintenance, All right. I think. So go ahead. We're, we're getting off track. Go for it. Okay. So I'm going to say uh, late 90s to early 2000s, Infinity i30, or more preferably so weird, the Maxima, right? which had the five-speed option. If you can find... A five-speed Maxima, That's like 2000, choice. 2001, with the five-speed. That's the important part. It's a VQ motor, three-liter. So we know VQs are reliable. Timing chain. They were – I don't want – they were a full-size car. They weren't exactly econo boxes, but 23 years later, here we are. And you can find – I think it's all about negotiation with whoever's selling it, how desperate they are and how, how good of a seller you can find – you can find automatic transmission, no problem. I would try to stay away from those, but I think if you can find a five-speed Maxima, that would be one of them. The next car I had in mind was the um, Infiniti G20, which was essentially a Sentra. So Sentra slash G20, um, that was your smaller car. You had the SR20 in it. It was non-turbo, but it was a timing chain motor it's a popular engine there, there's for a maintenance standpoint you can still get parts for it um the g20 and centra were both uh standard car options so that was all right um the other one i had was similar <laughs> yeah you made like a list of five i know, right, I know. Go ahead. last one and it, cause it's because I forgot about it, which was the 200SX. Same thing. It's an SR20, but it's a two-door coupe, and you can find them in five-speed. I almost forgot about them. That's how uh, they were the Econobox, essentially, back in the late 90s or mid-90s. So that's, that's my list. That's my list. What do you got? You know, honestly, I still think this car – because this car is fairly bulletproof. It's lightweight, and to me, it easily can be stripped down. It's not the fastest car out there. Mm-hmm. You can do some aero to it. But I think you get everything you want. You get standard, you get four cylinders, and it lasts forever. And it takes a little bit of force induction with no problems. The Nissan Sentra B15. 
okay. 2003 era. I mean, it's a lightweight car. Yep. You know, for the most part, I think if you stripped it out and, and it's, it's relatively safe all around, I think it's, it's, it yep. checks in the box in 2003 and it's me cheating a little bit, but I, I think you can get the cars pretty damn light or pick yourself up a Mexico Suru. Same. Well, similar. Well, those were a little bit older. I think that generation, well, but yeah, exactly. Cause they but, made the newer bodies and all that, but, but we, but, you know, it, it has to be a little ratty. The Z 31. Yeah. The truck engine. I know it's belt and I know you're going to say, it, but it's a single overhead cam came in a turbo option all day long if you want a little more you can throw the maxima uh one in there and turbo that sucker and it yeah. it'll fly yeah. and transmissions are pretty much bulletproof engines bulletproof doesn't make a ton of power but i mean you've got a good reliable vehicle that you can rebuild and before a race for cheap i love the vg30 de i love it but the problem that comes into it is the slosh you know for the pickup so you yeah. have, I mean, but there are ways to kind of get around that. You know, you yeah. put a bigger oil pan on it, an oil sump, and I, I would take the VG thirty. I would take a Z thirty two all day long. You know what I mean? Take a two plus two, oh, it out because the larger wheelbase, the coupe doesn't do that great in those type of settings. And you know, just go that route. I think the two plus two four door. I think but, you can gut uh, it out. Yeah, you can lighten it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I'm not a. I know it's possible. I know it's possible. You can put a fresh $20 timing belt on it. All right. Let's let's see what then. people said in here. Um, said Ion said, dude, the I-30 Maxima was amazing. And he's right. You are right, both of you. I had the I-30 on that era. Okay. Well, if Ion had it, he ragged it out and he pushed it to its limits <laughs> as per usual. Um, let's see here. Edgar, go ahead and chime in. He said, it's a 280,000 mile engine in his Z right now. He, um, he's got the Z32, and he uh, said the same thing. I agree. It's a bulletproof engine. I I work on those engines all, all yeah. the time, uh, every day, um, if I can. Sure. So, yeah. Um, Ion said, hella lard butt on the I-30, though. He's, yeah, it's like the M30. It was just, it's a fat pig, you know? It's just, <laughs> so you got to cut a weight out. Um, Ion said, I would have gone with the Sentra. Yep. And that's, the Versa is not a bad option, too, but if the transmission's garbage. That's the only. Um... It's a common failing point because I mean, even when I was looking for a, a cheap car just for daily drive, that was the number one thing you'd find, which is the transmission. Yeah, it's all that. An issue. The G20, even which, yeah, he's right. I mean, it's the it's the same thing. It's the B series, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. either one of those are great. The Suru. Yeah. It's the same thing. Well, and and like you mentioned earlier, and I was mentioning it, you mentioned the uh, the early two thousands uh, Sentra. And I know we've had episodes in the past where we spoke about the different generations of Sentra. Uh, Myers Motorsports Haley does mention out Spec V SER. Spec V. Yeah. But, I mean, you're taking a Spec V to lemons, guys. Uh, a Spec V you should be parking. To me, you should be parking in a garage. It's going to be worth something one day. But it is. <laughs> if you've you got a wreck find... one and you can steal yeah. the guts out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've done it. Well, so. engine swap. Oh, and, and I'll. I heard this uh, a long time ago from a friend. He he was an owner of uh, you know, one of those yellow SER spec Vs, yeah. and he goes, the engine that was in it, I believe it's the QR25. It was an engine that didn't get a lot of love at the time, I don't believe, but over the test of time, it really has shown how robust that it is. And if you can find a ragged out SER version with the Brembo brakes and all that, yeah, that would be on my list too, for sure. 
I don't think you have to do much. I mean, and the, there was a lot of power options for that platform yeah. that are out there. I mean, it, it really is kind of cataloging. I hate to say it. And it's, I don't, I know it's a little cheating, but screw it. You know, the development's already there. Take it, gut everything out of that, cage it, strengthen it, seam welds, yep. and go to town, you know? Yep. I don't know. I I did one other thing, which was, I just, again, this is just me doing a random search for any Nissan under 500 bucks, and I saw some pretty clapped out hard bodies. If you really want to go to a hard body with no bed on it, you know, to go have some fun and do that. And the last one, and I thought, I thought of you, Miles, which was try to find yourself a really old Nissan Cube. I thought about the cube too in the back of my mind. I was like thinking (laughs) about the cubes. I've driven the cubes cross country, but I will say it is what it is. It's like driving a brick. Yeah. If it's windy, if you want to talk, you are not cutting any kind of wind. That sounds weird. I say it like that. You're not (laughs) cutting wind. You're not, you are not cutting any kind of wind in that car. It is. Yeah, it's got the aerodynamics of a flying brick. I mean, it is <laughs> horrible. I've been pushed off the road in a light breeze driving cross country in that car because um, I drove. I drove one every time I went to Burning Man. I drove the. I drove a Cube. Yeah, and uh, and I loved it. I, I absolutely love the Nissan Cube, but for this application, yeah. I mean, unless you're just trying I, to, I, to make it to the end and not actually go for a win, well, if you're just trying to endurance finish it. Yeah. It's it's not a bad ride. It'd be fun. So I, I thought in the spirit of what lemons is, <laughs> and I knew Bert was going to chime in right now. Yeah, yeah. Bert was like, because he's a huge cube fanatic, and I and I'm a fan, <laughs> I'm a fan of the cube too. Yeah. But Bert was like, yes, and he's actually he's got a nice trick that cube. Yeah, so, I think sorry. because of how quirky the cube is, it makes me think that you could really, in the spirit of what lemons is, you could really dress up that that or have a theme of having a cube you would definitely I think the cube out. would That's be the saying. best um best platform for for fun like in design on lemons i think yeah. it would be epically one of the best cars yeah. Yeah. um out there on the race it would be one of the best cars to do and have fun with i i, you I agree all day long yeah. um and if you're not in it to win and you just want an endurance race i think i think the cube would be fun yeah, that, yeah. But, you know that's a lot of effort if you're not trying to win but you know i, I would just say get the seat time have fun with it if you're gonna do the cube i think it'd be fun but um um <laughs> myers goes that thing would need some serious downforce not even <laughs> yeah. downforce it would need serious aerodynamic change to it i mean you would have to make the whole front like a a needle point or something. I don't know what you would do on that thing. Hey, that's some fiberglass. You can have some fun with that. Yeah. Oh my God. What if you do like all Bozuka style? What? Oh, that'd be, be kind of fun. fun. That'd be fun. A Bozuka. There's style a there's cube. a term that they do. Daikoku Futu. You see these massive trucks and they add the big fin, and it's not oh. Bozo, but it's another term for it. Um, I'm sure Bert probably knows. Bozo. But they load it down with four uh, billion like speakers. And the, then they have like race queens, like um, done on the silhouette side of the cars. racers, sort of. Maybe that's it. I don't know what it. I think you might be right. I think maybe that's it. But it's, it's real, like it's not yeah. quite bozo style. It's a little more subdued, but it's still very much like in your face with four billion LEDs and that kind of stuff. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, I mean, tons of ideas. But the point of the entire thing that we've been talking about today is again, check out the documentary. Again, it was free on. Prime. 
and it's called Hoopties. So um, if you get a chance, you definitely want to jump on there, check it out. It's runtime was what hour twenty minutes. It wasn't very long. Uh, it's, it's about an hour. I want to say it was a full hour in and out. No it's problems. very watchable. So I would highly check uh, recommend checking it out. And it was cool. And like I said, there's enough Nissans in it to where it keeps your attention. And then the racing's fun. And then all the commentary on it is very easy going and it's very relatable especially if you're a car person yes so um and um so you can see 24 hours of lemons schedule if it's something that you're interested in at uh, 24 hours lemons.com they have a blog uh, backslash blog backslash lemons 2023 race rally schedule <laughs> well, uh, we'll put the link up in there yes. but um these are the upcoming races mike was nice <laughs> enough to find all this on the page and uh, yeah go ahead mike yeah, that being said, uh, so we're in the early parts of October. Uh, there is a race this upcoming weekend, uh, essentially every weekend between now. Yeah, it's and, super popular. It's pretty busy still. Yeah, weather's hey, we haven't talked about the weather. Weather's cooling down. We've got some more some really turbo weather boost weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, that being said, uh, at least for us here in the Texas area, November 4th and 5th at MSR Houston, there is what they're calling the Yokohama Stuntin' and Splodin' Soiree. <laughs> that is the 24 They have the best names. Well, they let's do. talk about the October 21st in New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And ah. that's going to be a Halloween Hoopty Fest. Hoopty I mean, Fest. On, it doesn't get any better. They, get, so. they, they have fun. Again, it's that spirit, man. I really love it. But in Texas, uh, in our neck of the woods, you have the Yokohama Stuntin' and Splodin' Soiree. That's a pretty good name. Yeah. So for the yeah. California boys, December 2nd and 3rd, you got Yokohama Arse Freeze Appaloosa. Mm-hmm. That's going to be mm-hmm. in Sonoma, California. <laughs> and then finishing Dude. out the year, the um, – Go ahead. Uh, let me see here. The Kim Harmon Scrotium 500 at Road Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Scrotium 500. I mean, That's happening. Yes, that is, uh, again, the yeah. fun they have with it. I love it, man. But really uh, you haven't it. seen, the, uh, there's also a Lemons Rally, March 17th and 19th, Mike. And this is just down the street for us. That's going to be Texas Rattle Traps Tour. Holy um, crap. Right in San Marcos. It's only uh, about 30 minutes up the street from us. Holy crap! That's yeah, we gotta bro. check that out, man. March, uh, spring break time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to say one more thing, just again about that Houston uh, rally. We actually have some really good friends out of the Austin Infinity dealership in Austin, Texas. They are competing with uh, the uh, Lemons Twenty Four Hours of Lemons. Uh, they're competing with the G Thirty Five. So I'm actually. Um, Really curious to see how they do. I want to support them. I believe uh, uh, Haley uh, with Myers Motorsports is actually participating in the race uh, herself as part of the Austin Infinity team. So that being said, I think we'll have some more time uh, in between now and then. But we definitely want to show our support uh, for the Austin Infinity team uh, at the 24 Hours of Lemons in Houston. And again, for anybody who's listening to this in the area uh, join us. Let's show some love uh, for the Austin Infinity. Team. It's not Meyer, very common. Yeah. Haley just chimed in. She goes, hashtag no grip weather. You uh, know, you're getting three hours of seat time, Meyer. So go ahead and just suck it up and enjoy your time. Because I know you're going to have the best time ever. So just, uh, and you're going to go out there and you're going to kick total butt. So we're we're right behind you as always. So uh, yeah. go out there, kick tail and have fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun though, man. Um, we, uh, 
we need to do some catch up and, and of course follow up after the race to see how they placed and what kind of fun, what kind of mischief they can get themselves into, man. So they've definitely got a car that's competitive, uh, a, a fun car that you know rear wheel drive. Uh, I'm assuming it's standard. We'll see, but a VQ motor. It, it's a, you know uh, a fun car to, to I think to compete in. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good event. So, again, um, if you get a chance, you should definitely uh, check out, uh, like we haven't harped on it enough tonight, but 24 Hours of Lemons, again, the Hoopty uh, documentary is on uh, Prime. You should definitely want to go ahead and check that out and, uh, you know, watch it and uh, have a good time. Let's go ahead and uh, move on. Now, there, you know, with racing in mind, um, there was somebody who reached out to us here um, recently, a good friend of the show. and she's been a, she's been a friend of the Z community for a really long time, but we heard, I think it was, was actually right after the last show that we were doing, we got a message that um, uh, unfortunately some misfortune had fallen this party, but uh, Mike, I'll give you a little um, time to kind of talk about it. Go ahead. Sure. Sure. So uh, here in the central Texas area, uh, specifically through the Austin uh, Z club, uh, capital Z of Texas, we have a long-running member of the club and a good friend. I've known her for over 10 years now, uh, mm-hmm. our, our friend Marlene. Uh, she actually races a 1983 Datsun 280ZX. Uh, you can see here in the pictures, nicknamed That's the Lady. And um, I've got to share, uh, I'll share a couple of pictures here of the car. But uh, she is a regular at Harris Hill Raceway, which is, of course, in San Marcus, um, always actually quite competitive and quite often competing with this car. Uh, I believe she also has a Miata that she competes with, but uh, very much involved with uh, cup racing at this point. Uh, now, it was just in the, within the last couple of weeks that, that she um, had a uh, endurance race uh, at Harris Hill Road, and unfortunately she did experience a, a fire with her with her uh, 280ZX. So that being said, of course, the pictures you see here, uh, the, the, the 280ZX, this is the before and unfortunately the after. Uh, what you see here uh, had the car uh, shoot up in flames. Uh, unfortunately, we had to stop. Not we, she had to stop on the side, uh, on track, get out of the car. She is safe, I'll say that much. But uh, it does hurt to see a car that you spent so much time uh, investing in and having a connection with and racing in uh, be in this condition at this point. Uh, Now, at this point, though, there is the intention to rebuild this car back better than it's been. Uh, Not pending any catastrophic uh, structural uh, work, but I don't believe that is the case. Uh, That being said, uh, here as part of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, being friends of Marlene's and being just trying to rally the community. If there's anybody in the central Texas area that has a 280ZX, uh, 1983, the closest, of course, uh, uh, that has extra fenders, <laughs> hoods, bumpers, anything to do with the front end, yeah. uh, we are seeking to connect you uh, with Marlene to, to, to either purchase these parts or if you feel like yeah. having a donation, 
So uh, Mike's breaking up a little bit, here, but yeah, Mike, this is basically a big call of action um, for us. Um, again, Marlene races um, with her 1983 Datsun 280ZX Dots Lady. Um, now, the, the what we're trying to ask here is if you have an opportunity, if you if you have some parts that you want to donate or make uh, available for purchase to that team, um, they would appreciate it. They're just ha running into a hard time trying to find parts um, to basically rebuild the front aspect of this vehicle. So if you have anything that you want to, uh, again, either donate or sell, they're, you know, they're not necessarily looking for handouts, but they are appreciated. Um, they would definitely um, like you to reach out to them so they can start to sort what they need. Or if you have any performance parts that you may have for sale that would probably benefit them throughout the race season, um, you may want to go ahead and also reach out to them. I know right now they're actively seeking, again, uh, front fenders, hoods, bumpers, uh, the light housings, um, anything really in the front end. No engine parts needed. I think they're good with that for right now. But if you're in and around the central Texas area, this is where they kind of live um, as their, uh, their, that race team uh, exists around the Austin area. So if you're anywhere around central tar Texas, I think it'd probably be something that might interest you. Uh, they might be interested in. Again, yeah. have parts will travel to some degree does apply here. <laughs> so yeah. um, again, parts for sale or donation are appreciated. Um, you can um, contact us um, or you can reach out to the team directly. Um, I think... Um, uh, here's the information yeah. below, but that's D-A-T-Z-A-L-A-D-Y, datzalady at gmail.com. And you can reach out to Marlene, and what they'll do is they'll start fielding those emails. But again, this is a call to action. If you want to get on marketplaces and check, hey, this is, I don't have anything, but my friend does. These are all yeah. helpful um, things that they're kind of looking for so they can kind of span the area and get back up on their feet sooner than later. That's really yeah. why we're doing a call of action yeah. uh, because they're trying to get up and back on their feet and back to racing as quickly as possible. Yeah. So. The rate, the race team also has an Instagram uh, profile. Again, it's that's a lady. Uh, if you do a simple search for that, you can find the race team and of course make contact through there as well. So again, uh, we'll leave the um, information in the show notes as well to uh, make contact. But yeah, this is essentially us sounding the horn for those who are in the area who've got uh, some extra 280ZX parts uh, to, to definitely get in contact. Or any other race stuff that you you want to donate to a good cause. It's much appreciated. Um, Marlene's on with us here tonight. I guess she's yeah. been watching the whole show and she goes, I really appreciate it. Yes. It's not even a big deal. Don't even worry about it, Marlene. And she goes, um, she goes, right, we don't mind traveling. So, yeah. But again, if you have anything yeah. that you feel uh, would be helpful to the team, race uh, race parts or anything, or you want to kind of donate to their cause, again, just reach out to Marlene. I'm sure they would appreciate it. You know, it, racing gets expensive, um, and uh, especially when you've been uh, hit with a misfortune like that. Um, it's always nice to know that the car community has your back. And that's, we have a podcast. We don't mind doing those type of things. And if it, yeah. if it gets her one step closer to getting uh, back on the, back in the paddock and, and getting out there on the, uh, on the, uh, on the ground, I mean, we're, we're cool with that. So we appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Marley mentioned here though, too, that the goal ultimately is to have the car ready for racing again, as part of the uh, champ car race, in March. So mm -hmm. that being said, uh, one, two, uh, just under 
just under uh, five months. Uh, five months. Almost five it can months. be done. Yeah, if you so got the right parts. With with the team, right? Teamwork makes the dream work. So yeah, let's let's see what we can do to help out. Um, man, hey, maybe we can. Hey, you wanna you wanna make this a uh, we do some engine pull? Do another one of those? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey who yeah. knows, man? We'll have some fun with that one. So yeah, yeah. I, but I'm the, overdue the, the for a, there. A, good. a night engine pull. So why not? So. Um, so with that being said, again, uh, thank you to anyone that wants to assist Marlene in her venture and getting back up on her feet. We really appreciate it. These called arms, we don't do a lot, but when we do, uh, we know that they're needed and it, uh, you know, it's good karma. So again, uh, thanks to anybody, um, within the Nissan nerd family that wants to help out. We, and if you want to spread it along, you know, even if you help spread out the word, you know, that much better, um, in, in helping somebody else achieve their your dreams. That's what we're here about. So that's what we're yes. about here. Um, I agree. So I agree. on that note, uh, we're going to be finishing out the show here. We're going to do a few events. We're going to run through these very fast, and then uh, we're going to come up to our two-hour time limit, um, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Now, cool. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Branson Z-Fest. They just finished out their pumpkin spice, as well as the Z-Nationals. Um, they also finished out their event too, as well. Both events had a great amount of success. Uh, we follow those events all the time. We help and we try to promote them to the best of our ability. Uh, we'll have some pictures kind of coming soon that we'll try to share on our Instagram page. Um, again, it, it seemed to have been a good time and uh, we're looking forward to next year as always. Now the next upcoming thing, uh, which is coming out here soon, it'll actually be this weekend, uh, JCCCS, uh, <laughs> too many C's in there. But Japanese Classic Car Show um, is actually happening this weekend, and that's uh, Marina Green Park. That's in Long Beach, uh, traditionally. Uh, that'll be happening. So if you're in and around the Long Beach, California area, or will travel for one of the best car shows probably in that state, um, I would highly recommend trying to attend this one. Um, again, that's going to be JapaneseClassicCarShow.com if you want to check it out. It's all over the internet, but uh, this will be their 18th Japanese uh, classic car show. I highly recommend checking it out. Online registration is open. Tickets right now are $20. Um, two and under are free. To Sorry, enter 12 and under. 12, 12, oh, 12 and under are uh, free to enter with an adult. Um, and then, Mike, go to the next one. Cool. Yeah, so this is actually uh, the next event is actually taking place in within an hour of jccs and is the following day so for anybody who's in the socal area you really have a a full weekend of 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 cars and action to really uh soak in so uh the following day october 8th uh happening from 11 a.m to 4 p.m at irwindale speedway uh irwindale california this is talking about the uh nice fest uh, this is, uh, I believe, the second year that we've been able to cover this. It's kind of is an up-and-coming event uh, happening. So this is on a Sunday. Uh, nice Fest uh, for this year has a judged car show, a, uh, a drift track. Uh, you also have uh, vendor booths, DJ, uh, on-site dyno uh, going on uh, at Irwindale Speedway. So you kind of get a little bit of everything. You get to see a, uh, tastes of different types of, of uh, events happening right now. Here's a picture of the drift track, uh, its current setup, and you do see uh, where the car show would take place, the vendors, uh, general parking of that nature. But again, this is uh, Sunday, October 8th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can go to NiceFest.com to get more information. Now, registration closes on Saturday, 
the day before at 7 p.m. Uh, now, this is this event is online registration only. So uh, according again, that's according to uh, what what they have here online. So if you are looking to participate uh, of anything of that nature, go online as soon as you can. Again, it's NiceFest.com to get more information. Uh, tickets for spectators are $30. And then to have your, you and your car registered for the event, it's uh, $55. Uh, there is also a host hotel involved. If there's anybody who is traveling from afar, there is a, uh, a place where essentially everybody is gathering uh, to to participate and have fun at that event. But uh, yeah, that's uh, two events happening, both uh, very close to each other over the this upcoming weekend. Uh, seems to be a hell of a time if you're out there, for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, you definitely want to check that out if you get an opportunity. I mean, um, all these events are just usually top notch. So if you get an opportunity, I would definitely uh, highly recommend checking that out. And um, yeah, uh, any new events that are kind of coming up, will definitely keep you abreast as we uh, move forward into the year, but we're just kind of getting that, that time of the year where the motorsports is falling off. Some of the motorsports are kind of trickling out as well. And we start getting into the, me and Mike were talking about this earlier, getting into the, the hibernation aspect. You're either going to work on your car yeah. all during the cold months. And then that way you're back up for car show season, or you're just going to go into your buying phase and uh, save all your monies and eat ramen right now. So that too. figure, <laughs> figure out what you want to do with your life and uh, what your end goals are. And we'll go from there. Save up for that black Friday specials coming up, you know? Yeah. For real. For real. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But on that note, yeah, that's, uh, you know, as always, uh, we want to make sure that we remind you all to like, share, subscribe, Pass on the good word about anything that we have on, whether this is a call to action, car events, or, you know, hell, documentaries. Um, but just tell mm -hmm. other people about it. That's what we're here about. You know, we do this out of the um, the love of the community. Yep. Um, if you have something that you want to share to us, you can always send that to us directly, like an event that's coming up. Or maybe there's a human interest story that we need to know about. Send it our way. Yep. We, we always love those at info at NissanNerd.com. You can continue to like, share, and subscribe. Contact us at, of course, um, social media right now for Facebook is kind of jacked. We're still in Facebook prison. Thumbs down. <sighs> out. Uh, Instagram yeah. is probably the best way to kind of get a hold of us if you want us to watch our social media or, of course, through YouTube. And, of course, we're available on all major channels for podcast stuff right now. So. True, true. Uh, I, I will say, though, that, uh, yeah, a lot of our efforts in the last uh, number of weeks definitely is the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, again, sign up, subscribe, hit the notification on that. You'll get the latest information. This video will upload. Essentially, it's uploading now. It's live, right? So it'll be there. Tell your friends about us. And then we do have the Instagram uh, site where we are getting, you know, uh, most of our interaction uh, in between these episodes here on youtube so that's the best way to find us and again how you said miles uh email direct info at nissannerd.com yeah yep and uh again thanks for everybody being with us tonight thanks to bert for the badass cube background because he knows yeah uh, i'm also the love the cube he, man, he, that, that's one way <laughs> he sent this to me while we were talking so yeah love the cubes so again thank you to everybody for being on with us tonight 
as always, uh, love to kind of have you guys on with us. And uh, thanks for the input on everything. We love you all. Um, again, thank you for being with us one last time. Um, until then, uh, get in your garage and make something cool. I always like you better when you're in your garage. And uh, yeah. on that note, Mike, take us out with a compi. Cool, guys. Again, join us if you've got it. Uh, let's go ahead and send this episode out, and we'll see you guys again in another two weeks. We promise. <laughs> let's do it, guys. Ganpai. Drink up. Get out. Go home. Leave. Go. How to kill that one. Let's go for go. it, guys. Go. Later. Go.